Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about why factions need to return. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live on YouTube by going to saynotorage.com. That'll bring you right to the channel whenever I'm going live, usually Monday through Fridays in the morning. Uh, I'm going to probably start uploading these videos to the feeds a little bit earlier than that, so you can watch them if you miss them, and then join the live stream about an hour after they go live. You can also Submit, uh, I'm sorry, uh, support me directly uh, through the Patreon if you want to go to sntrpresents.com or support me directly on YouTube by clicking the join button. That enables you to get in the Discord with perks as well as submit questions or do call ins. So, why do factions need to return? You know, we had them in De- Destiny 1 all the time, then we had Faction Rally in Destiny 2, and now they're just kind of standing in the tower like props. So, you know, what. What's going on? Are they going to bring them back? Are they are they uh, are they going to do anything with them? So I'm going to start by talking about why did they leave in the first place? Like why did they just basically completely take their presence of the game? Uh, why did they take that out? Second, um, how could they return? In what way could they return? and make it something that's enjoyable. Not a lot of people enjoyed faction rallies, but could factions return in a way that you know people would enjoy? And then what about the gear? We're definitely going into an era where you know, gear is probably going to be changing. And also, I think some of the way they did the gear in the past was problematic because people would go to one, you know, one in particular. So first and foremost, why'd they leave? If you were around for faction rallies when they happened, they were never really the same. It was always something different. Uh, <laughs> they were, there was a... Uh, there was the, the the kind where they didn't have the renown, then they had the renown, and then renown like ruined escalation protocol because <laughs> it made things harder. Like as you got more renown, things got more and more challenging. I actually thought renown was a cool concept because it could make lost sectors really really challenging and make them feel quite a bit different. I thought that was interesting. Uh, that was almost like legendary lost sectors before we got legendary lost sectors in season of the worthy. But the execution of the rallies I think made for a disoriented player base. We never really knew what to expect, and the player experience wasn't all that good. Uh, the gear and the cosmetics were actually pretty dope, but the the, the content loop was kind of not. So if you looked at the actual armor, and then you could get the ornaments for the armor, and then the guns themselves. Now the guns weren't that great either because we were that was in a static roll uh, era, so there wasn't like a way to go for god rolls. Like you literally just kind of got the gun, and then you were done. So it was more like a collection game. So I think in the, with random rolls returning, I think you know some of the some of the weapons could be pretty awesome, and they looked awesome. But again, the content loop was really unappealing for folks. They didn't really enjoy it. They thought it was kind of uh, kind of boring, or not just boring. It was kind of frustrating and kind of tedious. Now, Luke Smith said in his director's cut that the cast of characters in the tower is getting a little too full. And because of that, they are wanting uh, to leave factions off the table for now. They have no plan to bring them back. I don't necessarily agree with this because I do think they could come back in a more similar way uh, to the way that they existed in D1. If you remember in Destiny 1, they had their own inventory and then you basically would just like, you'd see your, 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 your level with them just going up because you were playing I think we could recapture some of that that we had in uh, in Destiny 1 without a complete one to one you know copy paste of what we had so how could they return I don't think you necessarily need an event. I'll talk at the end of this video on how I do think they could do something pretty cool with the event, uh, given some stuff they did recently in the tower and things like that. But 
Um, I don't think they need the event anymore. You don't need Faction Rally to return. But I could see just picking a faction seasonally. You would pledge allegiance every season to one, and you could obviously do one for each of your characters, so you could have all three. And when you pledge allegiance to them, you then have a seasonal rank. So the more that you're doing, strikes, bounties, etc., if they're going to take the... uh, If they're going to take the... um, the actual XP distribution and fix it to where you don't feel that pressure to only run bounties in a lost sector, then XP payout would be more sensible. Raids, Grandmaster Nightfalls, Strikes, Trials, whatever you're doing, that XP would be raising your seasonal rank with them because you've pledged your allegiance to them. Now, that might require you wearing like a, 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 a class item or something of that nature, or maybe just a an ornament. So if you already have a class item all the way leveled up that you like, you could just wear the Dead Orbit uh, ornament, and then that would be giving you, you know, XP allotment then would be raising your rank with them. You you could make them similar to what the obelisk looked like. I've been all, you know, always saying that like if NPCs were more like obelisks where as you level them up and as you, you know, proceed to increase your rank with them, you get perks and benefits along the way and instead of having it be like perks and benefits, you could have rewards, so shaders, uh, a ship, a sparrow and a ghost. Uh, could be in there now the ship sparrow and ghost could be the same for all three factions but then you could have the 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 ornamentation the decal the skin of the ship sparrow and ghost would change depending upon where uh where they where they come from so if you're pledged to dead orbit the ship would look the same as new monarchy but it would have like dead orbit stuff all over it and as you rank them up you would be getting those things right and you'd be you'd be leveling up and seeing those benefits this is also the what they would i think what they would do with the guns and i'm going to talk about that in a second so the idea here would be just like in destiny 1 you pledge your allegiance and then you're just ranking them up throughout the season they don't need bounties they don't need weapon frames they don't need any of that they could just be there with rank now i do think they could do something that was suggested a long time ago i think it was beer pie beer pie always had the best ideas going to them with your prime ingrams and popping them would then have the chance of getting whatever their gear is whatever the weapon is whatever the the armor is you could then take your primes there or you could take your umbrals there or something like that it could be basically oh this is a vendor that doesn't necessarily have bounties or frames or anything but you would you could take ingrams there and have them decrypt it and then it would essentially drop with their loot in it, giving you a little bit more intentionality over what comes out of a prime or what comes out of something like an umbral. Uh, I you could do the weapon boon idea. I still like the idea of us getting loot out in the world and not from vendors. I think we get too much loot standing in the tower. It's like I've said, we, you know, it's like you're ordering a value meal. So they could also do that. So let's talk about what they could do with the gear. Armor could either be reused. You could go back and grab some of the classic faction armor and reuse it, or brand new armor with shared geometry they're already going to do the shared geometry between gambit crucible and vanguard you could do a shared geometry with the factions and then the decals and the skins would change according to where they come from this would prevent people from feeling like they have to pick a particular one if they feel like the armor is cooler the armor would match and it would be like well who do you think looks the dopest? Do you you know which which decal version um, do you want? You would do the exact same thing with the guns. If you do you know two or three guns, 
you throw them in all three of the inventory with the same perk pools but again the decal skin ornamentation level would just be different according to the faction because a lot of the times when they did faction rallies in the past everybody would clamor to a particular faction because one of the guns was worth it and the rest of the guns maybe weren't so you weren't necessarily going to dead orbit because you liked dead orbit you were going there because you thought the dire promise was the best weapon to go for or you know whatever the, the case may be so if the if the armor has a shared geometry and the guns are essentially the same and they're homogenized with only the difference being uh in their appearance that would allow people to claim allegiance and pledge allegiance according to who they actually like the most now i think you could do a rally event guardian games was an absolute flop but some cool things came out of guardian games number one having the tower update with ranks was pretty cool and if there's no strong incentive or difference between the factions other than their appearance then people would pledge their allegiance and be competing in the rally according to who they like the most and there wouldn't be like well titans are quicker at creating these things than others right and i know some of that was perception but i still think that played a significant role so faction rally could return and then what you would do is you would take the armor and you would take the guns and you would change their appearance according to who won they did that with the marks from from the uh from the the event so my my titan mark is gold from guardian games because you know the titans won the event you could do the exact same thing with factions your your armor and your guns from dead orbit would look different or cooler or fancier if dead orbit won as opposed to being like oh you won you get the gun or you get the thing it would purely be Cosmetic. The co- the differences between the factions would be cosmetic. The difference between winning the faction rally would be purely cosmetic. I think factions could return. If they don't do rallies, they could at least bring back factions as NPCs in the tower that you could either take your primes and your umbrals to, pledge that allegiance, have a rank that seasonally gets reset and seasonal rank rewards, and you're just playing the game and seeing that little diamond fill like we did in D1 could be a great way to bring them back to the game, not clutter up the the game and the and the and the tower with more bounties, but just give us that you know that sense of expression and that sense of like oh I'm committed to the faction that I like, and then potentially with what they did with Guardian Games, they could reinvent Faction Rally to be a really really good event. What we're gonna do next is go to Q and A, and then after Q and A, there's gonna be a call in session. If you want to take part in Q and A, you need to at least be a tier one on YouTube or on Patreon. If you want to be part of the call in, you got to be a VIP. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube. You can catch me live Monday through Friday, usually during the morning's Eastern time at SayNoToRage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about factions need to return. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live on YouTube at SayNoToRage.com. That'll bring you to the YouTube channel. Monday through Friday during the mornings and kind of the afternoon, I'm live Eastern Time. If you want to take part in these Q&A sessions... You can be a patron at sntrpresents.com or click the join button on my YouTube. Click one of those tiers and you can join in. You could either be a call in with a VIP or do what Avengers doing right now. If you swing big, if you swing big and do the big tier three, you can co-host a Q&A with me once a month. He actually does it, did it twice. He did it on Patreon and YouTube, so he is getting to co-host twice because he's crazy. Say hi to the folks at home, Avenger. How y'all doing? 
Okay, and that's all we need to hear from him, so I'm going to kick him. I'm just kidding. Uh, first, <laughs> first question. First question from Greg. Since factions left, they haven't been missed and a void hasn't been felt. I don't agree with that. For me, I feel like they would need to offer uniquely rolled or perked weapons or cosmetics, maybe even a pinnacle level for a ritual reward type deal we've been getting from the Vanguard or Gambit thoughts. I mean... I don't know if we need to swing this hard at it, right? It could, it, it would just be cool to get dope weapons. I mean, imagine the weapons we're going for this season, having Dead Orbit or or New Monarchy or Future Warcult versions of the weapons. Same with the armor. It would be more decorative. It's you sort of celebrating and representing your Pledge of Allegiance. It's not necessarily, I don't think, we need to go this far. I'm not going to say no to this and be like, no, 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 don't give us dope weaponry and dope perks, but I don't think this is a requirement. I think they could do something just, it's fun, it's a way to, you know, wear your colors and your and your team or however you want to think of it. Uh, you know, if you ever worked in a retail environment and during the playoffs, they would let you wear, you know, your favorite team's jersey to work. And, you know, that was always nice, right? Because you didn't have to wear your, your uniform think of it like that it's just something fun it doesn't need to be super involved um what do you think about this avenger did they do we need to go this far and do you agree with what he said at the beginning like oh they haven't really been missed there's not really a void well i think you know that it is i think the for certain people it was a void and for certain people wasn't if you interacted with it i feel like even in d1 if you interacted it from d1 you go into d2 and you're still interacting with it and it's just gone you've been dealing with it for four years now and it's just like what happened like where did it go mm-hmm. so i feel like it kind of matters on the person like if they interacted with it a lot you know if they played d1 grinding all the shaders and you know stuff like the hung jury or you're playing d2 and you were you know going for the ornaments for the armor sets or whatever you were doing there i feel like it'd be different per person um i do feel like that cosmetic wise i think is the way they should go with it because solely the fact like right now I have my full year one new monarchy set with all the ornaments on it. I also have the emblems. I will just throw on the emblems because, you know, I love new monarchy. So I'm going to throw on the emblems because, you know, I still love those emblems. I think, you know, I'm, I have these, you know, and this is hard for me to get. I feel like people should have that feeling as well where they're like, oh, I'll be part of new monarchy because that emblem looks cool. And I think they're cool. Or I'll be part of dead orbit because they have, you know, cool shaders or you know their armor decal looks cool i think that should be the way they should go about it instead of adding these like i think there should still be weapons but i don't think that should be the main focal point of it yeah and i think that messed that faction rally always got messed up by that it was kind of like the titans with creating or they called the laurels like the ability for titans to even if it was a percept in perception only it felt like you could create them faster and so titans really slanted everything and the same thing happened with faction rally like one faction would have a gun that was clearly better than the others and then everybody would clamor to that faction um if it was a shared geometry you know where the differences were basically just cosmetic i forgot about some of these ornaments too like the sovereign lion ornament is so nice for new monarchy um it almost looks a little bit like the Twilight Garrison, but with a lion on the front of it. I really like it. It's dope. And I think that's where, and I think what you said is important for people that interacted with it. It is a huge, you know, vacancy. People bring up all the time 
the ships that you could get in Destiny 1 from the factions, and I paid zero attention to it, so I'm always like, why the heck do you care about that? But I do think that's a good point. The people that interacted with it miss it the most. It would be like suddenly not getting a raid in September. That annual raid rhythm is sort of like ingrained in us. People that love raids would say, what on earth is going on? Why are there no raids? So... I, I I think here Greg is probably representing the people that were like I don't really care for factions or faction rally I don't feel their absence if you're going to bring them back there needs to be a big big loot reason attached to it so um, yeah I'm going to go on to the next question I think that was I think that was pretty good yeah. uh, Hex would pinnacle type guns be a good way to incentivize the return of factions so this is very similar to Greg's question you know would be a good way to incentivize I don't, when I think of pinnacle gear and pinnacle guns, this is going to be similar to things I said during the Umbral Ingram video. I don't want you getting the best gear from the tower. I, we need to get rid of that idea when we were farming for god rolls every week in the tower. Going and seeing who, you know, who has a god roll this week because they were rotating the rolls in the tower or buying the the hung jury. It, right now, I think we get way too much of our loot in the tower anyway. This is a looter shooter and we're standing in the tower getting loot. I don't know if I want a pinnacle weapon, you know, in, in the tower. Now, I know they're doing pursuit weapons in year four, but I'm not sure exactly what that's going to look like. It's going to be one. And apparently you'll be able to pursue it by playing Crucible or uh, Vanguard activities, but am, I mean, am I off? Am I off in left field on this Avenger? Do we should we be getting Pinnacle gear from Tower Grind or from or from a faction? I think the Pinnacle weapon grind that they had before in Forsaken. I think there was you know certain really good quests. I think the mountaintop quest pre nerf was a good place to where it needed to be because it was difficult to get. You weren't just standing in the tower to get it. You were playing hours and hours on end to get that. Um, I think the pursuit weapons. Uh, I think that they kind of missed the mark on that to follow up the pinnacle weapons and the grind for that. But at the same time, I don't think that factions uh, should be getting a pinnacle weapon. I mean, I don't. I don't know why people would focus. You know, putting these high tier weapons and putting the bandwidth into making that right there. And then go on, and then you, you see all these complaints about exotic quests being tedious, um, all these different quests being annoying, tedious, and you're not that well fleshed out. If you take that idea, you're taking more bandwidth away from the quests that are already having these issues. So instead of adding more pinnacle weapons and you know adding this stuff to the factions, I mean, if you're adding one to each faction, that's three more pinnacle quests they have to make. No yeah. matter if they're good or not, that's... It, you're taking bandwidth away from other places where I think they need to be applied more to. I that it, it's that's I like doing this because I didn't even think about that. Like th- from a bandwidth perspective, that is true. Somebody's gonna have to build out that quest and build out that flow and create that weapon. And I'm kind of like I, I I'm I'm in agreement with Avenger. I want that bandwidth spent somewhere else. And if and if if you're gonna spend bandwidth on something pinnacle and top level and top tier, it should be in top tier top level content trials of osiris grandmaster nightfall dungeon raids these are the places where that bandwidth should be allocated i don't like the idea of that being something in the tower um and it even if we're not talking about pinnacle gear i just want to get away from us getting gear in the tower you know um it'd be dope if i could like pledge allegiance to dead orbit and then I buy a boon for the sh- for the for the dead orbit shotgun, right? 
and every all all three factions get the same shotgun but when it drops from dead orbit it's got like the cool it's got the cool um you know dead orbit uh, or decal on it and i buy that boon and i can just go play and while i'm playing strikes or crucible or yeah, or raid or whatever that the, the, an, an engram can drop and it, it has a chance to be that item you know I, I think that would bring I just we just need to get out of the tower from the fractaline dumping to the umbral engrams I just feel like we're in the tower way too much getting our loot it doesn't mm-hmm. feel it doesn't feel like a loot pursuit I 100% agree on that Jovian with the next question how would you like Bungie to handle faction loot in regard to reissues and vendor refreshes <sighs> You know, I would say vendor refreshes for factions aren't extremely necessary. Um, I don't want to ask them to do something that they're not even going to do for the Vanguard and Crucible, right? If if the Vanguard and Crucible aren't going to get a true vendor refresh, I happen to think they're going to because I believe whatever they were building for Destiny 3 is the foundation for, for uh, September, which means... The vendors should be getting some pretty significant stuff. People like what they're doing—the shared geometry armor. Yeah, maybe, but this, that might be to save time, because you know who's who's really gonna gonna pursue a full gambit set. Well, if you do, it'll at least look like gambit armor. But the difference between the armor, you know, geometry differences is not a huge need. But at the very least, I think we need you know a vendor refresh. Now, I don't, I'm not going to argue that we need vendor refreshes on the factions you could do something very minimal again one armor set that's shared and then the decals are different according to you know whether you pick new monarchy dead orbit or future warhold and then a couple of guns and i mean you could honestly do one gun a season it's just something that's dropping and the armor too and then you could do one ghost one sparrow one ship and it's shared geometry decal differences according to the faction you do want it, that's all you need really that's just that extra customization representation you know and then maybe that empowers them to do a faction rally like they did with guardian games where whoever wins all of their cosmetic items their ships their ghosts their sparrows and their armor and their guns look different they get a little extra bling on there or something because they won but it's essentially it's all the same gear just different in appearance um I don't know. Reissues, I think, would be worrisome because it'd be like, man, you, I, maybe you could kick it off with reissues just to get the, the motor running, but I do think you'd need at least a we- Like, I guess you could reissue the weapons because a lot of them, they didn't have random rolls. So you could bring you could bring a handful of them back at a time, put random rolls on them, and then reissue the armor, update the seasonal slot, and you're off to the races without having to really make anything new. I, I don't know. Reissues versus a refresh. Where do you land on that, Avenger? whatever they're gonna do we have to think about it realistically in a sense uh you know they they haven't had a vendor refresh they've added tiny bits to the loophole here and there but they haven't had a full vendor refresh in two years that being said implementing three new factions and having a vendor refresh is just unled that just makes no sense there's no way that will happen um that that i don't think they have the appropriate bandwidth to even do that they barely had enough to add these weapons in throughout the season and they were working on content further on you know parallel development whatever it is they were working on things so i could see why that's not happening that being said if they add reissues if they bring back weapons ornaments armor sets whatever they're gonna bring back 
they are going to still like no matter what they're going to do they're going to get attacked by the community they're going to be called lazy or whatever it is but it just matters how they go about it if they bring back the guns but they all have really bad perk pools people are going to even be more mad than if they brought back the weapon or they added like two new weapons mm -hmm. so they need to go about it the right way i don't think a vendor refresh would be the right way because i don't think that's even possible and if they're going to do reissues, they need to make sure that the perks on the weapons are good. If they're not good, that's going to cause more discontent, and it's going to just—it's just going to spiral into you know what it's already become now, where people just hate on Bungie just because they're Bungie. Yeah, yeah. That—that's I, I think that's a that's a fair point that they, I think they could get a lot of capital out of a little a little bit, just a couple of weapons with some really really solid rolls and perks. And then that would be enough. It, it really would come down to it's a cosmetic expression of your character. And, you know, we don't need all new armor, all new guns, all new everything. Just a handful. And as long as the quality is there, the perks are solid, the rolls are solid, you know, it would be just another thing for people to invest their time in if they want. You know, hardcore raiders and, and trials and people going for the best of the best gear, they might not pay much attention to it. But they might enjoy getting a full set and looking cool as dead orbit or the ghost or the sparrow or whatever you know it would be i think a very very good injection of do it if you want content you know rip roaring with the next question do you think bungie should bring back factions in the form of their previous event type of faction rally or should they bring them back in a similar way as they were from d1 well this question was submitted before i did my video so we're still in a bit of a hybrid mode where people are submitting questions like the day before i'm even live and so essentially in my video i outlined what i feel like is a hybrid of d1 d2 taking some of the you know the the cues from how the obelisk worked you know, raising your seasonal rank, uh, pledging that allegiance, and maybe bringing back Faction Rally and taking the good parts from Guardian Games. There were some good parts, okay? That <laughs> Guardian Games is pretty bad, but there were some good parts. Take those good parts, and you could you could adapt those for uh, Faction Rally. But I don't think we need to bring back Faction Rally how it was before. It was it was all over the place. There wasn't what's what's the best version of Faction Rally? Does anybody even remember? I mean, it, there was like three different versions of it. Um, so, I think what I outlined is basically a hybrid version. Is there anything you'd add to this Avenger, you know, how they could bring it back? Does it need to be like D1, D2, uh, a hybrid of the two, or something that we're leaving out? I think the hybrid that you talked about in your video is really good. Um, example of it, I, I think that, I think, honestly, there should be an interaction kind of like the uh, exotic class items that they had in d1 because that was also something that a lot of people strove for because it wasn't anything you know you had your exotic class item it wasn't like anything like you got to rank 25 you did your quest it was something that a lot of people strove for was to oh i need to go get my exotic class items that way i can get my xp gains you know that passive xp gain that um people talk about you know having like you when you brought up in the video the season rank where you know you have a certain season rank if you got to rank 25 then do your exotic quest uh, then you have, you know, your exotic thing that you you obviously have grinded for, and then you show like that is true allegiance to that faction. I feel like they could do something like that, and then interacting with something like Guardian Games, where you know your faction rally. Uh, if you were, you know, the top XP earner, if your faction was the top XP earner that uh, faction rally, then maybe there's a cool different effect that your mar exotic mark has, or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I always forget about that. Like getting to rank twenty five and having that exotic uh, quest open up. There could be, 
some potential there too. Obviously, back to what you said about bandwidth, we got to be careful. Like, we don't ask them to do too much. But even if it's just hit rank 25 and get this cool thing, they could they could do that. I, they only did that that one time with Zavala. You hit rank 50 and you got that cool ship. I really, really want to bring mm-hmm. that sense of seasonal investment back into the NPCs where you can kind of set your sights on something and every day feel like you're... It's good to have micro goals and macro goals, right? Like each day, each week, you got these bounties, you got these things you're working on, your season pass is moving. But then there's this macro, this big long-term goal of like, I'm going to hit rank 50 and get such and such an item so I would like to see that return the seasonal format is just so right for that to give people that sense of I'm I'm working towards something larger than this like teeny goalpost that's always ever in front of me because I think the bounty grind wears people out because it's such a short it's that small kiddie pool that you're running in and if you get this sense of you're you're doing th- little things each day that are adding up to something bigger it can make the the mundane and the tedious stuff a little, a little more meaningful and not as, uh, not as uh, frustrating. Mm-hmm. Mr. Salt Shaker with the next question. I used to like the factions, but I hated the faction wars. What do you feel is the best way for Bungie to bring back the factions? Also give the meaningful purpose of them. So unfortunately, Mr. Salt Shaker submitted this yesterday and we've basically already answered this. This is a very big, broad, generic. And he submitted this yesterday before I did the video. So we're going to have to get back to the place where... I do the video and you guys submit questions maybe like after so the questions can be sort of springboarding off of what I said because my 10 minute video is essentially an answer to this question so we're still in that in between where folks are submitting questions a day ahead of time we're going to figure out how to navigate that um, and maybe just learn not to maybe ask a question like this because you're going to anticipate you should anticipate if I'm literally going to do a video on factions need to return I'm probably going to answer this so if you're going to ask questions ahead of time that's fine I, I want to still give people that are like VIPs and and some of those committed patrons the ability to submit early but we're going to have to probably try and avoid questions like this because I'm basically not going to do my 10 minute video again uh, inside of Q&A I do that enough already I repeat myself a lot as it is so Salt Shaker's a, a, a cool dude he'll understand um uh Shy Tan with the next question. With the removal of content coming up, would bringing back factions as vendors instead of faction rallies be a way to possibly mitigate some of the questline catalyst vendor bounty problems being removed? Example, maybe offer a new Whisper Catalyst quest through Dead Orbit. Oh, yeah, 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 bringing back some of the retired catalysts. I like this. I mean, you could you could basically ensure that you know, nothing really truly goes away. I'll, I'll be honest, they're probably going to throw these catalysts into the gunsmith the way that they threw some of those exotic weapons into Rahul. I would imagine they're probably just going to do that. They're just going to create a catalyst menu at the gunsmith. Maybe you could just go buy them or grab them or whatever and then grind them out. I've, I've never... I don't know. I'm torn on catalysts. I feel like an exotic should be an exotic. I feel like a catalyst is this weird part too. And it's a part two that kind of hangs in the air um, as like, you need that RNG, you need it to drop. I don't know. I've never been a huge fan of Catalyst in in general. And so bringing them back in in a certain way, I think is fine. Uh, Salt Shaker says, sorry about that. I'll improve question game. Cheers, brother. It's not that it was a bad question. 
it was a good question, but it's 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 so it's so broad that it's it's going to be answered uh, in the talk. So you have to get more, maybe drill down a little bit more specific, and it'll be fine. Because again, I want to give you VIPs the early access. We just have to think through uh, on on some of the question types. Um, you know, it's not it's not that big of a deal. What do you think about this Avenger like Catalyst, their presence in the game? You know, do we bring them back with the gunsmith? Do we bring them back in the factions? I mean, I, I'm, I'm just, again, I'm not a huge fan of Catalyst in general. Yeah, Catalysts are kind of always this weird ground for me because it's like, oh, I got a Catalyst. Maybe I'll do it here in a little bit. And then there's Catalysts like the Izanagi and, you know, the Whisper of the Worm where I'm like, I need to go get these Catalysts to make the gun you know where it has, where it needs to be. But then I have stuff like the Graviton Lance where I'm like, do I really need this Catalyst? Like, do I? And it takes a while for me to actually feel motivated to go grind that. Um, that being said, I feel like there is also that kind of, you know, oh, I need something to do today. Oh, maybe I can get the Sunshot Catalyst or whatever Catalyst is um, dropping from Dead Orbit. And I know if I get the rank uh, 50, it'll drop for me. So maybe I'm going to go grind some Dead Orbit experience this week to see if I can go get that Catalyst to drop. It's kind of like that micro grind that you were talking about. You have your micro and macro grinds. Mm-hmm. Your micro grind could be to get catalyst. And maybe it might not be for everyone. Maybe it might not be, you know, the most insanely, you know, incentivizing thing. But having more is better than having less. And I think that the catalysts, that would that would be a good way to implement them for a micro grind. I feel like that'd be better. Yeah, yeah. And like Light Leap is saying in chat, just make it part of the exotic from the beginning, you know? And it's just an investment. You just, you use it, and the more you use it, you know, you eventually unlock it. Rather than like waiting for it to drop, or it needs to come from factions, or I gotta go buy it from the gunsmith, you know? Just just put it on the gun. It's a capstone grind, you know? It's just on there. I, I don't have one for Sleeper, I don't have one for Telesto, you know? Thank you, Weimer, for the uh, tier one join. If you guys hit the join button or use the join command, you can uh, pay for the emotes and the extra perks in Discord. Thank you for doing that. Uh, The free way to follow the channel and get alerts is to hit subscribe and the bell button. You'll never miss these live streams or these segments or my videos. But if you want to support directly and get the perks for calling in or submitting questions, you can click the join button or use the join command. Novahan says, Hey Lono, do you think faction vendors having an ecosystem similar to what we have with the Drifter right now would be the best option? Here's the thing about that though. Like I think people have said similar things with the Umbrals. Like, ooh, put the Umbrals at the Ven- the Vanguard and the in Crucible. Man, I just think you're we're we're starting to do you sound like Lono after Black Armory. <laughs> <laughs> Lono after Black Armory was a little too gung ho. Oh, put Ada bounties everywhere, right? And I and, and I and I got my wish in uh, in Season of Dawn, and it was too much of a good thing. I was like, oh, is you know, it's like I could eat pizza every day for every meal, and then you do, and you start to feel sick, right? And people are like, oh, you know, <laughs> hold my beer, Lono. No, I mean, if you had pizza for you know breakfast and lunch and dinner for a month, you'd start to get really sick of pizza. Um, and so I, we got too much of a good thing and that's what this is starting to sound like people are like ooh I love umbrals put umbral um, you know investment pathways and in, and in the, in, in the umbral system put it at the vanguard put it at the crucible and like you're saying oh take the drifter ecosystem and, and put it in, in the factions whoa 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 slow down like that I think turns into 
too much of a good thing. And here's the thing. I agree with you to a certain extent. The spirit of what we get from Umbrals, from Ada Bounties, from the Chalice, uh, from Sundial, the spirit of all those loot pursuits is right on the money. Targeted farms. Love it. Give us more of it. But reverse engineer it. I, I, I need to be getting loot out in the world. I'm telling you, weapon boons are the way. They are the way, you know? For those of you that have seen Mandalorian, this is the way. Like, if I go to Future War Cult and I say, give me, you know, XYZ boon for this season's weapon, and it's just dropping while I'm out in the world. Same thing for the Umbral, same thing for Vanguard and Crucible, Okay. I'm getting to target farm, but I'm doing it in the world and playing, not standing in the tower. You know, oh, got to go back to the tower. I got eight umbrals, and I sit there and bam, 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 and check the check the rolls. I just did that with the swords, and it was just so mechanical. It was so clinical and boring. Um, so, I I'm like I said, I agree with you. Give us that targeted farm, but man, oh man, get us out of the dadgum tower. Reverse it. The umbral system's fine, just reverse how it happens. I go to the tower, I grab my bounties, I go to the umbral focuser, I'm like, here's all my currency, right? I want to get that sword, and then as I'm out in the world, when an umbral drops, I run over it, and boom, it's either the sword or the pulse. Every time. And then I'm out in the world getting loot. You do the same thing with all the other loot pursuits. That's that's just how I land on this. Avenger, you know, where where do you think they need to take this with respect to the loot intentionality, the targeted farm, without literally just copy-pasting Umbral Ingram machines everywhere in the tower? Yeah, uh, the issue that I have with Umbral Ingrams is the fact that it takes up so much Ingram space. And the issue is they drop so frequently, which is nice. You know, you, give, you have all these Ingrams that drop and drop and drop. Um, but after I do a few activities, I'm going to have to go fly back to the tower because I have three primes and seven umbrals and then four umbrals sitting in my postmaster. So I feel like that having the boons and making them auto decrypt in uh, the open world would make it a lot more manageable. It wouldn't make it as a chore to say, oh, I'm full of ingrams, got to go head back to the tower and fo- focus all my ingrams on what I want. But maybe I don't want that one, but maybe I have enough material for this one and it's just it's just tedious grind that i don't think shouldn't be there i think it should be there's an umbral engram you go to your you go to your prismatic recaster you say while i'm out in the world i'm want to go get a grind i want to go grind for my falling guillotine because i want my relentless whirlwind with my jagged edge and sword masters i want that god roll so what i'm going to do is i'm going to focus that on those two drops the cold denial and the falling guillotine then i go out in the world i can do a raid i kill a boss whatever happens where i get an umbral engram to drop that should give me my loot and i shouldn't have to say oh time to go back to the tower to then go decrypt it because i'm full on engrams like to that it just seems like you said it feels like we're sitting in the tower and just getting loot and it makes it so playing the game isn't playing mm-hmm. the game it's going back yeah. to the tower and clicking a few buttons i didn't even think about that angle of it like if they're being generous with the dropping of the engrams then you're like you say you constantly have to go back to the tower i remember doing court of oryx runs and after a while you had to go back to the tower you had so many ingrams to take to rahul if you guys don't remember that do you remember that like if you got ingrams in d1 you had to take everything to rahul and it was just like oh my gosh and it felt cool to a certain extent but as avenger was just saying it's so play flow disrupting like when i was doing the dungeon grind i loved it 
run it the drops check them do it again run it check the drops do it again like there was just like this it's a it's addicting but when I'm constantly having to boomerang to the tower, especially for the poor console folks, like obviously the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 are on the horizon with nice, you know, SSDs and good load times. But I mean, for Pete's sakes, we're not there right now. And certainly not everybody's going to upgrade. Even if you have, I have a fast computer and a nice SSD. And, I, you know, people that watch the stream are like, oh my gosh, those load times are absurd. Well, I still don't want to do that. I still don't want to be running the tower, you know. Every 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 five seconds, uh, you know that's extreme, obviously, but still the the, the flow, the flow seems kind of off, um, and I think that's a good point to bring up too. Is if they do make it like, oh, this is so great and so generous, it it, it almost it almost makes it worse. It's like, well, now I got to go back to the tower even more often. So, mm-hmm. sensory fern would having faction vendors offer weapon and armor ornaments instead of gear be a simple and reasonable way to bring them back. This is actually a good take here. This is even this is even simplifying it even more. It would be an ornament. There wouldn't be a weapon. There would be no weapon. Now, people brought this up uh, I forget when. This might have just been folks in Discord just talking shop and said that it'd be cool if uh, it'd be cool if you could do um, a shotgun ornament. So you could put on any legendary shotgun. I could probably get behind that. Maybe. Maybe. Especially if it's faction related. I mean, if it's just an ornament that makes any shotgun look... It would almost be like a decal or a skin and less of an ornament. It wouldn't, like, change the geometry, you know? Because you look at some of the weapon ornaments, I mean, they're they're crazy uh, what they do, you know, to the weapons. I don't even know... Have they taken... I know they're not going to sell legendary ornaments anymore. I don't even know if there's any in here... Uh, to look at anymore. I mean, I guess we could look at some of the exotics just for an idea. Like, we'll just look at this one here. The ahead of its time. Oh, that thing is awesome. Um, for the ward cliff. It doesn't have to change the geometry. It could literally just be a dead orbit or a future war cult skin. A decal. Um, and then ornamentation for armor. I mean, that's an easy one. They're already doing that. You give us armor ornaments from in our season pass. You know, they're 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 all over the game. So I think that's an, that's, an, that's an even simpler way to do this where it wouldn't be all this insane amount of bandwidth. It would be decorative items to just add that sense of flair and player expression in the game and not make it feel like it's this whole other grind and bounty system that you have to pay attention to. So um, do you have anything to add to that one, Avenger? I mean, with the our ornaments and the, the weapon ornaments and armor ornaments, I think that a similar thing where you said where having say you know having two or three weapons but there were different decals on them like having the different geometries kind of like what they're doing with the armor sets i think that would be interesting to do i think maybe having like a base weapon and then oh well you did this much new monarchy this season and you got you know this um weapon ornament and then now you can put it on there and then i think you know maybe having different tiers i don't know if that would be a possible thing but just having it so that you know you don't have to have these god tier weapons and you know looking back at all the weapons they had in d1 and d2 and looking at the weapons and saying oh i really i really need to go to this faction because i want to do that or you know make it more focused on i love the colors of new monarchy or i love the like i I love new monarchies the the decals on them or you know dead orbit looks really cool you know i want to go for them uh, you know, bring back that instead of saying, oh, I need to go focus on metagaming, getting the best loot, and that's the only thing I need to do. Have it focused on, wow, 
I just want to look cool the coolest way I think I'll look cool. And then yeah. I think that should be what they should focus on. And that way you're not using a bunch of bandwidth for, you know, you're not taking away from the weapons that could be in the world anywhere or something like that. You're just focusing on cosmetic items. And I think that would be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, and even Milky in chat saying, I would love a universal gun type of ornament system. Uh, everyone has a different feel, so collecting them and using them would be a cool extension of the system. Just don't sacrifice loot quantity for them. Right, we don't want to ask for them to get, like, uh, almost like a, a get-out-of-working-hard card, right? Where they're like, well, we don't have to make as many weapons now because we have all these ornaments to make the guns look and feel different. Um, definitely don't want it to, to, to cannibalize loot quantity and loot depth but it could be a great way for players to feel like, well, yeah, your gun's dope, my gun's dope, we both got the same weapon, but I'm rocking the Dead Orbit, you know, ornament, and you're like, well, I'm rocking the the Vanguard ornament or the Gambit or whatever. Um, could be a good way to, you know, let them... Then people, I think, would understand, like, why are we doing shared geometry armor? Why are we doing, you know, shared weapon pools and stuff? And it's like, well, because it's more about, you know, good loot, good perks, and having stuff worthy of pursuit, and then you can change its appearance according to, you know, where you feel you want to pledge your allegiance or or what you want to represent in the game. So, Ross Erickson, thank you for clicking the join button and joining the Rageless Tier 1. If you guys are watching right now or listening on YouTube, you can hit the join button or use the join command. That allows you to support me directly. And then once you join as a member, you can submit questions in the chat. Uh, You can't submit questions if you're not a member. That's just something we have to do to kind of keep a, a lid on it. Next question from The Whole Syringe. Uh, I feel like robust factions could provide such a strong addition to lore, uh, storytelling, and loot pool. Why do you think Bungie abandoned them, and how could they be brought back in a meaningful way that wouldn't require a massive amount of bandwidth? Um, So, we've kind of gotten like eight different versions of this question. As far as storytelling, let's take that angle of the question. I don't know if there's room for that, because they're basically saying here's the stranger whoa the stranger here's the drifter here's Eris. i would rather have them take center stage um now maybe you could add little audio lines like maybe dead orbits like oh i think it's great that you're open to new powers and stasis and maybe future war cults like i think you're making a mistake you could you could have them adding to story and narrative elements so it feels like a single evolving world but I don't know if there's room for them to be sending you on story quests or story missions or elaborating on the lore and the background and story of Dead Orbit Future World I don't know if there's room for that Um, and I would honestly rather Drifter Stranger and Eris to take center stage I think they're some of the best characters in the game in the universe of Destiny they are some of the more compelling and more interesting characters I don't want them to either be sidelined or have to share stage time with these other people you know what I mean it's like when you go see a band and you're like I'm here to see the Foo Fighters and the other headlining band is pretty dope and then there's these opening acts that you're just like I don't want to even I don't even want these guys to have stage time I'm not here for them it would kind of feel that way with the, with the factions I would think um I don't know. What do you think, Avenger? Is there room for storytelling with factions that I'm maybe missing or not thinking of? The key part of that question is the very back end of it, which is that wouldn't require a massive amount of bandwidth. They, you have to implement at least a decent amount of bandwidth to implement story and lore outside of, you know, your lore entries that you just some text. That being said, 
why take away and this is this is what i said before and why take away the bandwidth from your main story why take away your bandwidth from whatever you're going to be um applying it to to separate it into factions uh, this is this is the one thing that originally i i think it was last night i was having a discussion in, in the chat where i was talking about how i don't think it's realistic for factions to come back when i listened to your talk i think it was a lot more you know I, the implementation that you were bringing forward was a lot better and a lot more realistic but the thing is people want these people have these unrealistic views of how things should be added to the game they want to make a mountain out of a molehill mm. and they want all this stuff and i i want it too i want factions with implemented stories and all these different things but realistically we can't get that realistically there's no way we can get them implementing the story and then implementing drifter and having eris and this stranger and having all of that with great story having great lore with the raid whatever it, whatever it may be it just isn't super realistic with a lot um a lot for everything so i feel like that is uh why i i think that factions with the storytelling i don't think at least right now is the right move yeah yeah and i i think that's the i think that's the right take i i we talk about bane with a lot and we don't we don't work there we don't know how much they have but if we just imagine they have you know it's like skill points you know they have 10 skill points to spend i want them to spend them all in the core content loop and the core elements and the offshoot stuff can be there for fun and for you know decorative you know cool celebration but i i I don't want the depth and the story and the bandwidth as as avenger was just saying um spent on these other side things because and as you as you were talking i thought about something what tends to happen when you said you know people make a mountain out of a molehill what i feel like tends to happen in the destiny community is like whatever's the most important thing to you you feel like that should get all the skill points you know mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. like oh i'm pvp spend all the skill points on pvp and you're like well you're gonna you're gonna dre- you're gonna starve the rest of the game if you do that but then the PvP guys, I think, are right to say, dude, for two years, no skill points have been spent in, in PvP. You've been spending skill points everywhere else. So that's generally what I feel like happens, is that people say, well, I care the most about fill-in-the-blank. People with raids were doing that. We should get a raid every season. I'm like, are you insane? How are they going to do that? Number one, they have less bandwidth now. Number two, are they even going to be worth it if they're cranking them out that often? But as as Avenger said, unrealistic unrealistic expectations tend to happen often in gaming and in Destiny where people ask for something that if you have a general understanding of how fast food comes at a restaurant. So when you sit down and you're like, yeah, we need eight pizzas for our, our baseball team here, okay? And we need them in five minutes. Well, you're not going to ask that unless you're an insane Karen, right? You're not going to do that. Why? <laughs> well, you have, a, you have a general understanding of, of how quickly they're going to be able to make eight pizzas. And in gaming, I don't think people have that general understanding. They're like, well, just make more. Just do more. Just give us more raids, Bungie. What, why do you have to take content out? What do you mean you're running out of space? There's not a general understanding. You don't have this sort of natural, when I sit down at this restaurant, it generally takes 25 minutes or, or maybe a little bit more for me to get a substantive order for, you know, for my large party here. Um, and conversely... When you go into fast food, if it takes a long time, you're like, what is this? What is going on? And I think that's one of the things that's happened with with gaming in general is people have this sense of, I, you know, Bungie needs to needs to deliver the, the content to me like they're McDonald's. And it's like, you're, you're going to get way less value. 
you know, do you think the value of a McDonald's cheeseburger is as good as if you go to like a steakhouse and order like a gourmet burger prepared from like grass fed beef and you know, they do everything just right and the meat's been seasoned. Like there's going to be a huge difference between the substance and quality of those meals and the preparation time will also be different. So I think sometimes we do expect you know destiny to be like just keep pouring the content on really quickly and it just it, it, it just it, it generally isn't uh it generally isn't possible you know and i think the difference is we 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 understand that in 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 the food environment um and if uh you know we understand that in the food environment um but we don't necessarily understand it in the gaming uh in environment so, yeah. Next question from ADJC. If planning to rework vendors loot pool, do you think they should bring back just the faction vendors similar to D1, except you have to rank up or do bounties to get weapons armor versus when it was faction wars? I don't want to shove more bounties into the game, man. <laughs> I just re- I just really, really don't. Uh, I Right now, b- bounties in Destiny are like, they're like the unwanted thing. Um. Uh, you know, they're just people don't people don't want them. People don't want, and so the minute you attach them to something, um, the 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 minute you attach them to something, you're gonna feel this sense of oh bounties, but like the people aren't gonna want to do it. I just continue to say, make them look like an obelisk. If as long as you're committed to dead orbit and you're wearing the, the the ornament or whatever, your reps just going up with them, and you see benefits and you see rewards from them. If I got to go to dead orbit and grab weeklies, dailies, and repeatables, I swear, dude, just clicking them is gonna make me groan. Oh, come on, you know what I mean? So they're they're already gonna have to figure out bounties' role in the game going forward with respect to XP payout, and bounties are obviously. Um, going to be attached to probably seasonal stuff, and you know the vanguard and the and the gunsmith and the you know uh, uh, and the umbrals and all that. They're probably going to continue to have a presence there. I don't think we need them anywhere else, and especially if you decide to bring back factions. So when Luke Smith says, you know, the cast of heroes in the tower is getting pretty full, I I think behind that is kind of that. It's like if we have a vendor. There's kind of generic expectations about what a vendor's going to have. Do we really need three more bounty holders in the tower? And I, I think not. I mean, what are your thoughts on this Avenger with bounties and their presence and their role in the game and how that could change shape in year four, especially if something like factions do come back? Please, no more bounties. Like, we, we've already had so much of them, no matter, you know, last season... This season kind of, you know, held back a little bit on it, but still the only way you're able to get that currency to level up your uh, Prismatic Recaster is by doing the bounties, the weekly bounties. Last season's was just a ridiculous amount of weekly and daily bounties. Uh, You know, the way, the best way to get XP is to do bounties. And I feel like, you know, they talked about um, moving away from the XP gains and Bright Gain, or Bright Dust gains from bounties, and they said they were going to implement that in year four. Uh, I think that if they do bring back factions, that bounties would be the exact opposite way to go, solely because if they said we do, we want to walk away from that. They, they they're not going to completely remove bounties, but they want to make sure that that's not the main focus of grind. Mm-hmm. You know, it should be something. Oh, I, 
I'm gonna go do Crucible. Maybe I go get my bounties, but if I forget, I'm not gonna be like, oh dang, you know? Mm, so yeah. I feel like having it more of like the obelisk thing like you were talking about, have it so, okay, well, I hit rank three, so now I unlock this, or I hit rank 10, and now I have, you know, this ar- this weapon ornament. I think that would be a better way to go about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Next question from Mav Monk. Ah, it's spelled right, and I said it right. <laughs> Mav Monk says, are factions being left off the table due to potential scheduling or pricing conflicts? Uh, I don't think so. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know what what else to say to this question. It's just kind of a yes or no. I there's not really any way to know the answer to this. Um, I think Luke Smith gave us the reason why they're being left off the table for now, but it, they they've not said any more than that. So, ADJC, should the loot pool of faction vendors be the same as how they were in year one to add new unique weapons for the faction? Also, should players only be able to go to one faction or be able to switch? once per month per week to try out new different guns and, and uh, different factions. Well, it you gotta understand something. I can't see them doing how it was in D1. You know, what was like four or five weapons in a full armor set that was unique, Like, and there was three of them. Um, D1 with loot distribution was very, very different. There wasn't like a world pool, a world loot pool. It was, I mean, there, right? Didn't, there wasn't a world loot pool. Ingrams could just randomly drop, and when you grab those Ingrams and took them to Rahul, they would they could be anything from from the vanguard to dead orbit right yeah that's right yeah so the world pool wasn't the same it was like it was basically they were all in an npc um and then when you rolled them over you would go get one drop from them so we're in a different scenario now i feel like bungie doesn't want to do this idea of like go to such and such vendor they have x number of weapons to buy and an armor set to buy I feel like they've moved away with that, and I like that they've moved away from that. The spirit of a vendor giving you a boon that then can have that thing dropping out in the world, they're still the source of the loot, but you're not like, here's my, here. you know when you go to the arcade and you like take your tokens, and you're like, here's my tokens, like that's what it feels like. It's like, I go out and I, I, I do all my activities, and then I run to the tower and I like hand in my tokens, like I want stuff, I just continue to say this, I'm gonna just be a broken record here. Put the loot out in the world, and there was always a world loot pool, but what was dropping then? Name a weapon that would drop in D1 that wasn't attached to a vendor. What would drop? Can you name a vendorless gun? It was either the Gunsmith, one of the factions, Vanguard, or Crucible. I don't think that there were random non-faction loot in D1. They were all... Yeah, I was talking about D1. In D1, there was no world loot pool. The IS Luna? Uh... No, because you could you could get the IS Luna from the from the the Crucible vendor. You couldn't buy it, but couldn't you get it when you turned him over? Or you couldn't, it get, o- the, you couldn't get the IS Luna from the vendor. You had to get it from a drop from the end of a game. Oh, that's right. That's right. So there were a couple. I wonder how many there were. It had to be a pretty small. It had to be a small loot pool. There were strike specific drops like the um the shotgun stolen will yeah then there was the matador it was a really small loot pool though wasn't it i feel like most of what we got was attached to a faction of some sort either the gunsmith one of the factions or vanguard or crucible and then obviously there were strike specific drops and there were um there were because imago loop is a strike specific grasp of the lock is a strike specific 
and then there was the raid gear and then there was the party crasher it it seems like there were like a handful of crucible world drops i'm trying i am i can't remember any world I'm, drops that weren't attached to some form of a faction i wouldn't consider them world drops i think they were just end end of match rewards because you had there was a pulse or um i think it was an auto i can't remember what it was but there was something um like a predecessor to the red death there was the is luna and there was like the matter there was these guns that you could get from the end of the match and that was the only way you could get them but at the same time that's still technically like it's your crucible specific drop it's your strike specific drop it's there still wasn't an open world pool where you could go out and get the weapons yeah 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 it was it was very very different so i think that relates to my answer to adjc i can't see them doing this you're you're bringing back something that i don't even think there's room for or a desire i just don't think they have the desire i certainly don't as a player have a desire to have some vendor selling stuff oh yeah there was the hawk well no hawk saw you could get from the vendor couldn't you because it was it had this the seahawk colors mm-hmm. i i yeah people are naming you know party crasher spare change ash ash factory yeah 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 it was a much smaller pool in general i'm just gonna keep banging on that drum put the loot out in the world not in the uh not in the tower so freak light would return to more destiny one approach for factions be a good move you can rank them up through normal play if you choose to align with said faction each week and if so would you like to see them offer rewards or perks maybe each faction has a unique perk where you can be pledged so the front half of your question has been answered 10 times over about how we think they should come back should it be just like d1 or not but the second half of your question i'm gonna say a strong no i do not like the idea of being like well dead orbit's perk is better or i really like this one if we're gonna bring back factions it should be purely driven by the cosmetic preferences of the player not which faction may or may not have a better perk or or intrinsic stat or intrinsic perk. I mean, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this one. Do you think, Avenger, there's room for an intrinsic perk on a gun or armor coming from a particular faction? Uh, no, there's already issues with other games trying to do this, um, and it just it doesn't work because, again, it's just going to turn into metagaming and you're not going to have choice. It's just going to take away the option of choice and make it so, oh, you're not that faction? Well, you know, maybe I don't want to do a raid with you because that perk isn't good at all. Right, right, yeah. And I, li- I like that. I like that. It, it, it turns into a metagaming choice. It's like, which is the best? Because in general, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty mathematical, like which is, which is the best. Um, now, since you could be committed to all three, I could see maybe there being room for like, this perk increases something against a certain you know, enemy or something. But that just seems so chintzy and unneeded. I don't, I don't think we need something like that. So... Mm-hmm. Darksider. Won't these faction vendors just be like our current ones where we will save up tokens and just visit them uh, for bounties and backfill? Yeah, this question's kind of been answered. I, I don't think we want to go back to token slamming or getting loot in the tower. Uh, we, we've kind of answered this one ten times over. Put the loot out in the world. You can respect the spirit of a vendor without having the vendor literally be like a storefront, you know? Rain with the next question. Lono, I think I have an unpopular opinion here, but allow me to ask why should factions return? Factions, while being nostalgic, was just as a way to buy god rolls from the tower, which actually killed Grind for the loot, and it was inferior by comparison. I mean, look at Hung Jury compared to the Doom of uh, Chalkis. Um, is there really a front burner issue? Would love to hear your thoughts. I will admit it's not a front burner issue, but I will also say with transmog and with armor ornamentation and loot ornamentation with their admittance that like the 
Vanguard, Crucible, and Gambit will have a shared geometry armor set with decal differences. I think there's room, is how I'm going to phrase it. I think there's room to bring factions back. Bring factions back. That's hard to say. Um, And have it be pure cosmetic. I I agree with you. I do not want it to be a god roll farm in the tower. We're already doing that too much as it is. Um, But is it a front burner? Does it really need to come back? Well, they're just standing around. What you know what I'm saying? Like having another layer of player customization and personalization, and there's a potential to get good things out of the ideas of Guardian Games and bring back that monthly, you know, event. There's something nice about that. Listen, there is a there's a return on that investment. If you're doing monthly events like Iron Banner and Faction Rally, that helps with player engagement, player commitment, and player loyalty. If players feel like they're more in charge of what they look like and how they can express themselves in a game, and they feel like there's things happening, that's really, really good for player retention. What do you think, um, Avenger? I think having, you know, having the cosmetics, having that, you know, looking cool, you know, People go into the game and there's two ways to look at it. And the Destiny community is really bad at this. They will look at every single weapon and figure out which one is garbage, which one is all right, and what is the best thing to use. And the other thing is, how do I look? What's the coolest emblem in the game? What's the coolest armor set for my Titan with the best shader? You know, how can I make my character look cool? And I feel like that would be the, like having the cosmetics thing is the thing that needs to happen. That being said, it being a front burner issue, no. I, I don't think that factions are even close to that. I think that it is something that's a side project almost. I think it's, you know, you have these things that they implemented in the game. You have Grandmaster Nightfalls, you have Trials of Osiris, you have all these things that are trying to add difficulty to the game. And I think that these need to be the front burner issues. But I feel like they should. this topic should be at least talked about because th- something needs to be brought up about, you know, having more passive grind. Because I feel like having this more active grind where, oh, got to go pick up my bounties. Oh, I need to get five grenade kills. That means I'm going to run around with max discipline trying to get grenade kills this whole Crucible game. And then that's your grind. I shouldn't be, be having to do that just to, you know, get XP or to, like to get tokens or whatever I'm going to be doing that day. I should just be, oh, I can play the game however I want to play the game, get cool loot that looks cool, and that should be the way I, I play the game. I don't think that it being like I don't think that it is something that will take a lot of time uh, to implement if they do it passively if they think about it over a year's worth of time they slowly chip away at you know what they could do and how people are taking in the transmog system I think that they have to see how they're I think they need to implement the rest of their systems they need to polish out the systems they've added in the last year and then once that's done, I think then the issue should be arose about, you know, factions and how that can be implemented back into the game. Yeah. <clears throat> Ultimately, it's a question of like, is there a team of people that is there a team of people that can just slam out the cosmetics? I mean, they're already creating them for the Eververse. So I would think the team and the workload for this would be would be very I think reasonable we're not going to try and take the raid team and be like well stop working on that raid we need some cosmetics for the factions I, I think if it's in the cosmetic lane there's got to be a, you know a team of people that could crank out a seasonal and it's especially if it's shared geometry and it's and it's like one ship and then all three of them get that with their with their decal on it it basically would be decals and skins like I, I gotta say if you go into collections okay 
and you go to equipment, all right, and then click on ghosts, and then go back to you know season three. Look how many you know reskins that there are in there. They've got one ghost shell, and then it's got three different skins on it. This one here, trusty shell in season four, trusty shell, triangle shell, and painted eye shell. It's the it's the it's, it is the same shell, and they've just kind of reskinned it. I I gotta say, if they could do this back in these seasons, it literally take one thing, share the geometry. They did the same thing with the sparrows, right? It's a shared geometry, and then you got a couple of versions of that sparrow. I I I feel like. They've obviously trimmed it down now because now you're literally buying an item that is unique in and of itself. They they've they've make they make way less Eververse items now. I feel like they can afford to do a sparrow ghost and ship and an armor set every season and it's just decal differences. I really feel like they could. I mean, again, you go look at how many of those items they made back then. I I do I feel like a small team could take care of this. Because that's always the discussion we have when we talk about Eververse, right? People are like, well, they put more in the Eververse than the rest of the game. And it's like, you do know that the team working on Eververse is not like neglecting creating strikes and guns for you, right? Like it's a different, <laughs> it's, it's a different, it's a different team. So that it, whoever would end up working on this, I feel if it was purely cosmetic based, would not pull away from the rest of the game. So, mm, I agree. Sola Kleos. Lono, a lot of the game from the beginning held unspoken promises that factions would play a role as a form of competition among guardians and also allow players to add a thematic flair. You can see uh, this is being partially done in year one, but never as well done as D1. Uh, what would your vision for a fully realized faction system look like? Well, fully realized would probably go a little bit further than we've said. I think starting out, you would do it cosmetically. Fully realized would be taking taking a, a, a note and a, and, a, and a inspiration from Guardian Games and having those decals and those cosmetic items change according to like who wins the event it, but I don't have anything more to add here we've, we've kind of already um, talked about this side of it I think enough Sushi, do or would you like to see factions return to how they were described in D1, faction PvP, fighting for planets and resources? This is something that uh, 30 and So Gaming and his brother and I had stu- uh, had discussed at least two different times. Um, you know, open world fighting where, you know, all of a sudden you're competing. I don't want Dark Zone in Destiny, but taking some of the clues from how they did it with Guardian Games, it would be pretty cool if you went to like a flashpoint and you hit the flag and everybody that hits the flag gets to like their factions represented on the flag so when you're at a public event or when you're in if there's you know contact public event that's the new that's one of the new content loops sundial whenever you're in there you could see some form of representation of like oh man there's a lot of dead orbit guys in here holy moly and you would slowly see that tracked maybe on the planet or in the tower but I don't want to be in the public space or running a strike and getting like shot by uh, a guardian. <laughs> like I don't want Dark Zone and Destiny. Um, are there? Do you have any ideas on how they could do this Avenger with with it being more open world competition instead of just like you picking a faction and it being sort of just only tied to your own experience? I think for at least open world, um, the way that they could they could go about, you know, having, you know, like you said, where you touch a rally flag and then, oh yeah, you know, that's a 
it's a dead orbit and you see these guys going around and maybe you know you have like if you're part of that faction and this could go along with a, i think a previous question we talked about having a passive perk well maybe you know if you had hit like whatever faction hit the most rally flags by friday uh that planet is now you know con- i wouldn't say controlled but you get increase you know loot from you know, doing like whenever you pick a faction or whenever you pick up a resource instead of getting like two or three you get like five or six um you know and if you know you that you need to go get there you're like oh well i'm part of dead orbit i could just go over there and you know start farming um dusklight shards on edz because we're you know we have a bunch of people who are doing public events over there so maybe that could be a way and then another thing i was thinking about which is i don't know how they would implement this but um faction pvp i think would be an interesting thing have it so i don't know if you can do three team pvp i don't know if that's even possible with their engine but Mm -hmm. possibly having something where it was you know a 3v3 v3 and uh you would try and you would fight it out and then you know there could be different you know it could be like survival elimination whatever it would be um and you could have something along those lines yeah i i think people had the idea of like the three three teams before and they they um you could do that in like a gambit or you could do it in like bring back prison of elders and there's the three doors and you know there's nine people in there and three people go into the three different sections and you try to go you know faster than the other team um mm-hmm. I, and then and then somebody brought up Planet Side in uh, in chat. Now that's a callback. Planet Side would do that. Like you would literally be fighting for control of a planet. Uh, I remember when we were talking about it on third. I think it was on Thirty and So Gaming's podcast. We basically said, if you if your faction won for that week or whatever, you would get like an emblem that had the planet in the background that you won. And it would have like, you know, so you can see like earth in the background of the, of the emblem with like, you know, dead orbit or something on the, with like a flag of dead orbit. I, I think those are fun things that could be implemented. I think my concern is, you know, this, this question saying, you know, would you like to see this open world thing? Everything we're talking about is really involved. And so I don't know if that's, if that's what we the route we want to go, like really elaborate systems for factions. That that's going to go back to the bandwidth thing we keep talking about. But if they could do it and it was that involved and that widespread as an event, I think that'd be awesome. I think it would feel way cooler than just your own sort of, well, I do it and then I get the stuff and then I'm kind of done. It would be more of a single evolving world, you know, presence and impact of like what you're doing is changing and making an, you know, an effect uh, in the game world. Light Leap says... Wouldn't you agree that vendors in general need to be updated and refreshed before factions can return in a meaningful way? Yeah, I touched on this a little bit earlier. I don't want to give things to the factions that we haven't got on. <laughs> we haven't gotten on Vanguard and, and Crucible uh, vendors in a couple of years. So this is when we want to get things in the proper order. I, I do think we need vendor refreshes and vendor updates. Uh, I, I want to have a seasonal rank with the Vanguard and the Crucible and get rewards according to how high I get on that rank. And I think... Um, that could then inspire what they do with the factions. Um, but I, I feel we've kind of already answered this one. Dracus Pander, given the dissonance between weapon themes and content context, like the dungeon with the Ikelos weapons instead of Trials of the Nine weapons, what context would you see the faction gear dropping in? 
I feel like it again would be more about representation. So it would be more about ornamenting gear you're getting and just being like, yeah, I like this particular faction. Thank you, Buffalo, for using the super chat $10. I appreciate that very, very much. Um, I don't know. I can't think of a context. Like, it is weird that, you know, we, we're getting like Ikelos weapons from the dungeon instead of, you know, Trials of the Nine weapons. That is a little strange. I always like when the weapons are very clearly tied to what you're doing. Uh, I thought the the, the the aesthetic of the uh, Scourge of the Past weapons and the forges, I, I love the look of that stuff. It just, it has a very cool and unified theme. I don't know if I'm missing anything here, Avenger, on how you could have a, a theme for why these items are dropping and looking the way that they do. I mean, we like we already have the color pattern of it, and we already have kind of you know the, the normal symbology that goes with these weapons. Having a theme for it, I, just having it so it represents the faction. I mean, people people need to step away from having you know these things that are so you know people look at factions are d1 and it's like oh you know these weapons are so good and all this stuff and they all they were were just you know it was a scout rifle with a normal scout rifle model and let's talk about the hung jury here with you know the black and white kind of camo on it and i feel like people need to look at the weapons and say well it doesn't need to like it, it's thematical as in color wise as in having symbol wise you know having the new monarchy symbol or having the, the dead orbit symbol on there or having you know same kind of color whatever it's camo stripes spots whatever it's going to be i think that you know just having that should be fine enough as is i don't think there needs to be any like super in-depth thematical you know drop reason for it yeah yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't think this is this is almost relates back to the story question. We don't sometimes it's cool. We just we can just do something cool. Like what was the story behind Guardian Games? You know what I'm saying? And Guardian Games wasn't very good. But if Guardian Games would have been a good event, you know, we don't need a reason why we're getting ships and sparrows and and, and, and armor that looks that way. We don't always need uh, a strong lore or contextual reason why stuff's happening. You know, sometimes it's just fun. Small King. Should we get an exotic faction class item like we did in D1? This is just a yes or no. I'm going to say I don't. Yeah, sure. Why not? As long as it doesn't restrict the exotic army you can equip. Um, Team Aim. Could you see a future season being centered around just factions? Do you think the community would enjoy that? Well, here's the problem with, with, with this suggestion. They've been getting a little bit more serious with story beats and how the story progresses season to season. As much as we didn't like Season of the Worthy, the story progression was pretty dope, and it's even better this season. I I bet that continues. I think with Luke Smith at the helm, they've taken more ownership of story beats and how uh, the story progresses. So I can't see them being, you know... And unless, unless in the battle or the war or whatever the heck is going on, the factions decide to get involved in the help. They're going to throw their support, their resources, and their commitments behind fill in the blank. Um, I, outside of that, I can't see them doing a season centered around the factions. Can you, Avenger? I think that maybe not now. I think maybe, you know, once they kind of get like all of the story fleshed out, because these last few seasons have kind of been, you know, they've been building up to something and the factions would have to build up to something if that's what they want. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say, you know, season of worthy was kind of story wise. It The whole story of it was just blowing up the almighty and then next season Rasputin's just passed out and 
an engram or whatever so like it doesn't <laughs> like last season just really didn't matter that much other than blowing up the almighty it wasn't mm -hmm. it wasn't anything in depth but you know season of dawn brought back trials um season of undying gave us you know a glimpse into the darkness and the black garden and stuff like that so i feel like if they want to keep this train of thought where we need to have a interconnected story throughout the seasons and have that span throughout the whole year and then have that connected to the next year factions need to have some reason to step in there you know they like you said they need to be into the war they need to have some reason to step in there um i feel like if they delve into what they've already been doing which is the not the disintegration but just kind of the falling out of the vanguard which would then bring more implementation of having the factions in there being more of a leadership role i don't know how that would be affecting things in the future but at least for the next year or so i don't think they're going to implement it back in if they do i'll be surprised but i think if anything it would be coming further down you know past witch queen yeah yeah i agree heart of court says glad you're back and listen to the content every single day thank you for joining as a member and clicking the join button if you guys want to get the emotes and the discord perks and the ability to submit questions click the join button or use the join command if you'd rather use Patreon, you can also go to sntrpresents.com uh, to use um, the Patreon instead. But the YouTube option is there as well. And thank you for doing that, uh, Heart of Quartz. Borg says, Would factions be a good way of adding a reinvigoration of core activities? Maybe they give certain bonuses that tie into the core vendors with playlist-specific perks. This, I I don't know. This gets too, This gets too narrow, I think. We already kind of addressed this one. As far as reinvigorating core activities, I don't think you do it. Um, I don't think you do it with the. Uh, I don't think you do it with the the, the van. The, I'm sorry, the factions. I think they need to have their own stuff. They have. They need to have their own vendor refresh. As lightly as just a moment ago, you you've got to do uh, do it beforehand. And yes, this is live right now, guys. This is not pre-recorded. Obviously the questions have already been submitted. So I'm interacting with the questions more than the actual chat, but this is presently live right now. Yes. We turn alerts off in this segment because these segments hit audio podcast feeds, Spotify and Google play and iTunes. And so I can't have these, these, these big giant, you know, ringing sounds going on when we're doing that mango with the juice, my man coming in with a tier one. Thanks for joining the membership here. Eknor Gruwal says, do you see D1 faction system working with a reputation system that they can have the same armor and weapons with decals and they can update the weapons each season? This is something we've already we've already talked about uh, 10 times over. So it just got added probably a little bit late. Um, and we you, you, you didn't know the future. You didn't know we were going to answer this in such an exhaustive way in Q&A uh, prior to you submitting it. Uh, based on impulse, in your talk, you mentioned homogenizing weapons and only changing visuals. Would this de-incentivize a grind and a willingness to interact with factions, seeming a lack of replayability? It would be just something that, as as uh, Avenger said many, many times, that it's it's passive. You're not having to... This is why I don't want bounties and quests. It's just happening. You're just playing, and if you like Dead Orbit, you're getting stuff to make your ship, sparrow, ghost, gun, armor, whatever, look like Dead Orbit as you level up Dead Orbit. Right, it, it, it. I I agree with you. If it was purely cosmetic and I had to do a bunch of stuff to get it, I don't think I would. Well, I don't know. It depends. It. I'm gonna reference Sea of Thieves. 
Sea of Thieves has to be one of the, the most beautiful but most dissonant games I have ever played. The grind in Sea of Thieves is so tough, it's brutal, right? You can lose everything if you get attacked. It takes a long time to make progress, and the only thing you're getting is cosmetics. <laughs> it's it's so casual in incentive and so hardcore in the grind. It's so dissonant, and that's something I would want to avoid with factions. You gotta do this and that and this many bounties and this many strikes to get an ornament for your boots. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. It needs to be passive and on the side. Um, you would just, as, as 30 is saying, you just wear it and you're just ranking up. You got anything to add here, Avenger? Uh, the one thing I did enjoy in at least year one was the uh, ornaments that you can get for then, um, which was like, you know, you, you get a certain amount of um, rank ups with, you know, this armor on, or you get, um, you did a nightfall with it. So I feel like there could be some kind of cosmetics here and there, you know, not all of them. I don't think the focus should be on, oh, you know, here's this, but I think, you know, oh, you have the full armor ornament set and you've been playing so long, go do three nightfalls with them. And then you get this really cool looking ship. And that way, you know, oh, well, He's so dedicated to, de- or to Dead Orbit, a new monarchy, or future war call, whatever he's part of, and say, oh, he went and did Nightfalls just to go do that. He did all of the rank-ups for- to get all these ornaments, whatever it may be. You know, I think there could be some kind of, you know, not grind, but some kind of, you know, quest or almost just triumph to go and do these things. But at the same time, I don't think that should be the main focal point of the cosmetics being given out. Yeah, yeah, and based on Impulse's saying, so you're wanting factions to have some loot incentive, but a good bit of cosmetics alongside that. I actually think the only, the, the primary drive is just, it should be purely cosmetic. You don't need to put a bunch of loot in them. The only way I'd be okay with factions getting a bunch of loot is if the other vendors get some love first. Uh, you gotta get this in the right order. Um, you know, so. Later B, thank you for clicking the join button and joining the members here um, 60 new members today. You guys are insane. Thank you so much for all the crazy support lately. If you're here watching right now, I, I can't believe that we're, we've hit the ground running so strong on YouTube. A free way to support me is to click subscribe and t- hit the bell button. That's totally free. You won't miss out on streams. You can be here. If you want to submit questions, get emotes, and get perks in the Discord, click the join button or use the join command, and that supports me directly and gives you a bunch of cool perks and benefits. And there's multiple tiers to choose from. N.A. Painter, with our final question, says, Should faction armor border the line between casual and pinnacle by giving low-level increases in gameplay, like a small buff to weapon handling or reload, as armor perks and endgame activities to help casual players step into said activities. This is where I think you're taking what I think the spirit of factions should be and you're bringing in something that doesn't feel like it fits. Right? It doesn't feel like it fits. It feels That feels out of place to being, to you know, low level increases to gameplay. If I'm going to get intrinsic perks or things like that or, or things that make weapons and, and armor stand out, I would reserve that for trials and for raids. I think Grandmasters should have their own armor sets and guns every season. Uh, dungeons, same deal. I, I, I don't think... I don't think the spirit of factions lines up with this, you know? Thank you, Dylan, for clicking the join button and joining as a, as a tier one. Um, I feel like we've kind of already answered this one uh, about intrinsic perks, Avenger. Do you have anything to add here to N.A. Painter's question? Uh, you know, like, the casual players should be getting gear and grinding up to then get to the endgame activity. The whole grind of the game is to 
you know, get the gear to be able to do the end game activities and you do the end game activities to get the gear to the end game activities easier. And that's the whole point of it. So I feel like making and something, you know, the whole spirit of factions, like you said, well, was never to make, you know, having that possible. So I don't think that that should be, you know, the focus of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think in general, you, you have to keep things in their lane. And to me, factions feels like a cosmetic um, expression lane and not like a depth or pinnacle or, you know, perk value laden thing. It doesn't feel that way to me. Now, that's my opinion and you might disagree with me, but I think in general, the spectrum of the game, I this is, this is a decorative uh, expression lane and then when you want the cool stuff, the better stuff, the intrinsic stuff, that needs to be on the top shelf. I if you start dragging those things down into the casual lane, I think it starts to really kind of corrupt what I think the game should start to feel like in September and beyond, that there is all the base level world gear, there's the cool cosmetic expression stuff, and then as you go up in difficulty, you're getting better loot, better stats, because honestly, that's where you need the better loot and better stats anyway. You don't need better loot and stats to run public events and strikes. You need that. You need those those stronger weapons, those min-max builds for dungeons, raids, trials, etc. So we're going to end the Q&A, but don't go anywhere. We're going to do a call-in session. If you are a VIP, this is something that's available to you. I can't do this for tier one subscribers there's a handful of people that i trust that were they you know they were doing this before and we weren't in the live version but if you want to do a live call in you have to be a vip tier on patreon or youtube um that's that gives me more support and it gives you more perks so if you want to stick around for the call in be sure to get ready with your follow-ups or your questions if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch these live at say no to rage.com if you come to my youtube and i'm not live clicking the join button supports me directly or if you'd prefer to do it through patreon you can use sntrpresents.com that'll take you to the patreon and when you do that that gets you perks and benefits in discord one of the big perks i need to start highlighting at the beginning of these episodes is if you love these episodes and you want to listen to them live okay you can do that through the discord as long as you're a tier one subscriber on patreon or youtube some people cannot go to youtube live during the day you catch these later on itunes or spotify or something but if you'd love to listen to this as a live podcast audio only you can do that through the discord i'm in a voice chat right now and there are uh two four six eight ten there's 13 people listening audio only so they may not be able to watch youtube during the day but they can pull up discord on their phone and feel like they're a part of the podcast as it's happening so um uh, so thank you so much for those of you that are engaging at that level as always if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube and you're you're not here live i appreciate the support and as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a call-in session that we do with VIPs on YouTube or Patreon. And they get to call in and talk to me after the Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can catch me live Monday through Friday at SayNoToRage.com. You can come in and join the conversations. If you want to support the podcast directly, you can hit the Join button on YouTube or use SNTRPresents.com to join the Patreon. Either way supports me and gets you benefits and perks in the Discord. So we're going to jump right in. With our first caller, uh, it's going to be... I'm going to go with N.A. Painter because he's never called in before. we got some repeat callers, but N.A. Painter, you are 
on the air and if you got a question or a comment fire away you're gonna have to unmute yourself there you go i know um all right so uh this this is kind of like a follow-up to my question from before about the the small perk ads on add-ons and whatnot and i realized that what you said was kind of correct and this whole the whole factions are supposed to be kind of purely cosmetic but my worry is with recent things like the dungeon where they have really good looking armor and gear and loot that comes from within the dungeon and high in like trials and whatnot you have really good looking gear so why would someone give up high-end gear for some of this other cosmetic gear if it doesn't look as good yeah it i think it comes down to subjectivity though if you if you're if you're just a huge fan of dead orbit like me personally i love the dungeon gear but i hate that it says dido all over it i don't like that i think that the 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 colors and the 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 geometry the fact that it's always two-tone is dope but i can't stand the fact that it says dido on it so like to me it is a little bit subjective to the to the user you might you might think that the new monarchy stuff is better than trials or better than raid i mean just when i was looking through here i forgot about the lion chest ornament and the lion you know sovereign uh from from new monarchy you know what i'm saying i forgot about those i would love to to rock that you know again or something like it yeah it's just uh the other concern is how some of the gear obviously doesn't you can't really mix and match it very well yeah it'd be weird to have like uh i don't know the data cloak on uh, the data like mark around your waist while you have a giant sun across your chest so it's kind of just a a question of how is it really going to work with other stuff is are the shaders really going to mix how's it gonna is it going to be good Mm -hmm. is really the big question and I think that's valid. I mean, when I look at the arms, the anti-extinction arms, you know, for for Dead Orbit, it's literally like a Dead Orbit sticker. Um, I would think, I would think if you if you love Dead Orbit, New Monarchy, or Future Warcult enough, then you you would probably wear them all. I don't necessarily think the spirit of a faction rally or a faction, you know, ornamental set or something where you would only... I mean, sometimes, though, like on the Warlock, so I'm looking at the Warlock ornament, the Aerarch's Chosen Robes. I, I honestly think that could go with, with non-Dead Orbit stuff. It's so It covers your whole body. There's, like, w- dragon and wings and, you know, all kind of stuff on it that that could kind of stand on its own with other armor pieces. Mixing and matching doesn't always need to happen. Um... Uh, in this one too, I mean the ex, uh, executor's will robes just look so nice for future Warcraft. So, I, and also usually what unifies armor is the shader. So shaders would be coming on top of this, obviously, and changing all the colors. Um, do you have anything to add, Avenger, with what we're talking about? Uh, I mean, like, cosmetic. Like you said, cosmetics are subjective. I mean, I look at certain armor and I'm like, dang, it looks really good. And then I'm looking at other armor and I'm like, eh, it's not that good. And some people might have different opinions on that. Uh, some of the Iron Banner armor, I'm like, I think that looks god-awful, and other people are like, that looks amazing. So I feel like having the, like, subject, like, having the choice, you know, you should have a choice to represent your faction. It doesn't mean you want to represent your faction. It doesn't mean, oh, the armor looks bad, I'm not going to wear it. But at the same time, it's just all a matter of choice. You should have a choice to do this. Yeah. I think that's 100% fair. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, 
as we said a couple times during the q and don't think this is a front burner issue but I do think it'd be such a great compliment to the game and to give factions a purpose that doesn't disrupt play flow or um, you know torpedo or short circuit what we're working on it's just a side passive I, I love that that Avenger said the word passive because I wasn't phrasing it in that way but it is it's just passive it's 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 happening on its own and it's like another way for you to express the way that you look like another great one the sovereign lion lion ornament for the for the warlock it's just I love that it's it the, the intricate little little chain mail on the side and the lion on the chest I just I think they did such a good job with so much of it I to me it's a shame to leave it uh, on the shelf. I mean, even stuff like this, you can't even really tell is New Monarchy. The Executors will cover Helmet. I just, it it honestly looks like a little Warframe-esque. Uh, and so, I don't know. It They don't need to bring him back, even though I'm saying they need to bring him back. Like, I think they need to return. I think leaving them in the tower and just having them stand there is kind of silly. But, uh, yeah. But good question and good follow-up. Okay. And of course, Transmog would obviously end up helping with all of this, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, the, it, Transmog is in conceptual phase right now. They said they don't even know how it's going to land or when. So, you know, hopefully they're really thoughtful about that. That's going to be probably a database uh, strain because that means anything can be an ornament and that could get a little absurd. Um, the modding in the ornamental menu right now gets a little glitchy and a little buggy. So we'll see how that yeah. goes, you know. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, another, any other follow-up, Painter? Uh, no. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. All right, we're gonna go to Darksider. Uh, he's from Middle Europa. He said. So if you're curious, <laughs> if you're, if you're curious about his accent. He says he's from Middle Europa. So you go ahead and unmute Darksider. What do you got today? So, my question is uh, regarding the. This, uh, that you mentioned that factions would, would be pure cosmetics, ornaments, and weapon skins, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm asking, when is the content appropriate to be revo- ornaments being enough for as a reward? For example, for trials and grandmaster, people would definitely not be enough saying, "Oh, you get an ornament." That's not enough for them. Yeah. But for factions, it should be enough, which feels kind of backwards to me. That once it's enough, and other times it isn't. I think it's what what you require of the player that determines that. You know, if if factions is just pure passive, then I think it's okay. I mean, think about what the what the the season pass does. It's pure passive, and you get so many decorative things from here. Um, the armor, then you get the ornamental set, then you get uh, a, a sparrow, um, and then you get an ornament for the sh- the sword, uh, and then you get a ghost. You know, and and then you get an ornament for the Oh, I love that. I didn't realize it looked that nice for the Wither Horde and then an ornament for the Dark Waters uh, pulls. To me, the uh, it, it's it's what it requires of a person. If I'm going to take the time to, to go flawless in Trials or do a Grand Master, I feel like I need something better than 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 a than a decorative item. Um, do, does does that does that make sense? Kinda, but I think that the if the cosmetic is good enough as a separate item being looking awesome it should be for in my opinion it isn't enough like i think garan masters even with the obscene difficulty just doing them for play for just playing them 
it mm-hmm. in my opinion enough justification for them really so so you think a purely cosmetic reward for grandmasters you think that is enough in my opinion yes because it mm. would be something unique only to people who have the grandmaster who can do them and take the time to do it it would be like a badge of honor i I don't think I disagree with you. I think that's a good point. I think it would at least have to be an, a full decorative armor set. If it was just a ghost or a sparrow, I don't think that's enough. I yeah. I, I agree with you with that qualification. Yeah, but how many Grandmasters are in one season? Like six or seven? Yes, six. So we could basically, for each finished Grandmaster, you get an ornament for a specific item piece. For example, first one is helm, the second is chest piece, arms, going for full armor, and then weapons yeah no I, I i love that and in and, and the sixth week they would open it up so you could go back and get any of the ones that you missed um you know if you missed helmet or something what do you think avenger i so to go off the point where it's like what what's the difference between you know faction rallies and then you know grandmasters i think grandmasters having that um ornament having whatever cosmetic item you want to do i think that's a good idea but at the same time to make loot a focus for the uh the factions one like like i said before it's unrealistic you know you're you're not going to be able to get a bunch of loot in there and even when you get the loot in there how is that going to affect the game you know if there's a really good gun in new monarchy no one's gonna run any of the other two things because they want to go get the gun in new monarchy having it purely cosmetic would make it so you can make your choice you can choose i like this faction i like this faction or i like this faction you can make your choice, and that's the whole point of factions, is to be able to make your choice, to be able to support who you want. And I feel like there needs to be there needs to be choice in there, and I think removing weapons, removing loot, I, I wouldn't say armor sets, because they can still add an armor set, you know, it doesn't have to be ornament or not, but removing weapons, especially random rolled weapons, from the faction loopholes needs to be a thing, because if that's implemented, it's just going to introduce metagaming, and that's not good for the game. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that cosmetic wise for factions it's a very casual thing it's passive i shouldn't be able to passively grind for um a like a god tier weapon when those weapons should be in the trials those weapons should be in the raids those weapons should be there yeah yeah i i agree i agree i think i and we've we've made that point a couple of times about you know, meta meta gaming and how to avoid that with uh, with these as being a choice and an option. So I go ahead, uh, I, Dark. I, I would just say to it that that uh, casuals will never care about meta gaming. So for them, will it will be always a matter of choice. They will pick what look best. Yeah, hardcores already are meta gaming right now, so it won't change anything for them except what they are using. They're already yeah. meta gaming that searching for the best role for the best item. Yeah. So it won't change anything if that has weapons. Yeah. See, here's the thing though. If you have if you have metagaming already in, right? So metagaming is already in for the hardcore players. So why add another layer of that? Just remove mm-hmm. the layer of that being added. So that way not only the casuals can make a choice, but also the hardcore players can make a choice. Because the hardcore mm-hmm. players don't get to make a choice. They're trying to have they're tr- they want to make a choice but at the same time they can't like if yeah. you're playing if you're choosing dead orbit and dead orbit has the best weapon but your friend is playing new monarchy and they don't have any good weapons and the only way to do the raid is if you have you know this exotic or this legendary grenade launcher that has spike nades and god rolls on all of them 
then he you can't raid with him even though he might be a hardcore player because he made the wrong choice so if you're a hardcore in your metagaming you you shouldn't be you shouldn't have to focus on metagaming and i don't think like you should just be able to make a choice no matter if you're hardcore or casual or not i think that's what it needs to be well, and, and I think you said it really well earlier in Q&A. You said there's sort of two things we do. We look for the best loot, and then we look for, like, the coolest looking stuff. And the coolest looking stuff is is more subjective. Like, the best loot gets less subjective because you can kind of measure efficiency and DPS, and you know what best, you know, what meta builds are. But, you know, the, looking cool is subjective. You may think Grand Ma- uh, the Grandmaster ornamental set is ugly, and it doesn't matter that it's unique and rare. And I may think, you know, Dead Orbit set is ugly. And that's going to determine where we sort of, you know, chase <clears throat> our our customization and our expression. So I think there's power pursuit and then there's like expression pursuit. And I think having those two lanes is good. And I think Darksider made a good point that there is room for saying Grandmaster has a, a, an armor set that's ornamental that you can't get anywhere else. And it's a, it's a badge of honor. So that's a good, good point. My second question is, you mentioned that you want Vendors to be like the Obelisk from Season of Dawn, right? Mm-hmm. Where you, And you want them to reset every season, so you level them every season again. Yeah, right? yeah, yes, I, th- I, I want to see that, yep. I have a concern with that, that it would feel very tiresome for mid lane or casual players, because every season they progress to a permanent Vendor gets reset, mm. while... While it would feel like the people who are already destiny rich with thousands of tokens, they would just tokens and they want to level it up to max, get the benefits, and then just save up tokens for next season. While the new players would just struggle or casual players would struggle to maintain the levels they need to get good loot from it. Yeah. This is actually good feedback because I don't think you would want to progress the vendors with tokens. It would need to be and this is where Bungie needs to think smartly about XP distribution. So if you're running strikes and nightfalls, that's fundamentally what's leveling up the Vanguard as well as uh, as well as bounties. And I would say the season pass is is sort of the best way to look at this. Every every season you get a new season pass and you start at the bottom and you got to, you know, grind all the way up through. And it's more of this passive thing that's happening. And if every season is an opportunity to get new cool-looking stuff from the Vanguard or Crucible, it it might not feel tiresome if they do it in a way that isn't more, it's not like a reset. It's like, oh, this is the new seasonal rewards to chase. This is the new season pass to complete. As long as it's passive and reasonable that they're, you know, halfway through the season, they feel like everything's within reach. I think that actually keeps people coming back. It promotes that daily engagement. It promotes that, I gotta, I gotta keep drilling away at this, and it wouldn't feel tiresome. I think your concern is valid. It would feel tiresome if, as you said, Destiny rich players are just token slamming at the beginning of the season, and then they're kind of like, oh, I'm done with that, and then you, as a mid laner casual, are like, oh my gosh, I'm never gonna get enough tokens to do this. It would, it, I, I definitely think it would need to be something that it's not the main meat of the grind. It, it is, as we've said with the, yo, what's good, Hercules? It's not the it's more passive and i think if they did it right it wouldn't fall into that category of being tiresome mm. but uh, only the activity would level that one and the, for example strike would only level zavala or would they level all of it 
I think it would it would maybe be okay if yeah I'm not sure because I think I, I think I, I know where you're going here right if I only can level him by grinding strikes and nightfalls that's gonna get tiresome um maybe I don't know maybe it is if you're in PVE in general vanguards going up and you do get um what's good valiant and you get um if you get more XP in a Grandmaster Nightfall for Vanguard than like a public event but as long as you're playing PvE Vanguard's going up and as long as you're playing PvP you know Crucible's going up and then the same rule would apply for Gambit both Reckoning and Gambit would raise your rank with the Drifter um I think that would be okay and again if you're getting more XP for raids and Nightfalls I think that kind of makes sense and is okay it's it's that's acceptable and just like the season uh, the season pass hardcore players are going to get it done in a month you know maybe less and then the casual players are going to take you know a month and a half or so as as long as they get to the end of the season pass and they get to that end season rank with the vendor and they do it within the season I think that's a success story cuz it's not like you get to the the tip of the rank with Zavala and you're like, oh, now I really get to enjoy the season. It would be like, nope, I'm I'm done. I am done with the season. Thank you, Valiant, for clicking the join button tier one. Appreciate you. Um, so, does that does that make yes. sense? Yes, it makes, but that raises another concern I have, and that is the same concern I have with the season pass, that the season pass feels like until you reach the certain point on it, the seasonal activity or the seasonal grind is less valuable. Mm-hmm. Like for example, in Season of Dawn, the sundial wasn't really useful or rewarding until you reached a certain point in the season pass and you unlocked all the... You can choose four weapons, get the extra perks. Before that, it felt like, okay, I'm getting gear that will be replaced by the same gear in two, three weeks because it will be upgraded with special items. I would, I'm going to push back a little bit on what you're saying, and here's how I'm going to do it. I think getting an extra perk on a gun is something that lands more on a hardcore sentimentality and not a casual sentimentality, and therefore it functions appropriately as an incentive. You're really going to go nuts and try and raise your season rank before committing a ton of time to chasing god rolls. That extends relevancy a little bit for you. Um, now, I would say maybe they should consider making some of those those perks and those benefits happen a little bit earlier on the season pass. Like, 92, the one season, was a little high. Maybe it's in the 50s. But I think that's okay, again, because getting that extra perk... Yeah, your casuals in your mid lanes are probably not going to be super motivated by that. But you and I are, because we want the absolute best of the best. So I... I think that's okay. I think having to kind of earn that that ability and that sort of grind purpose injection is okay to have a little bit further down the road because it doesn't necessarily land on the on the players you're concerned about. Mm-hmm. I see. So, all right, those are good questions, good input. I I uh, I'm gonna move I'm gonna move on uh, to the next person. So thanks for calling in, Darksider. Thanks for listening. See ya. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll include Avenger a little bit more on the next one. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go three three person circle every time. But uh, yeah, tech- no, you're good. <laughs> techno, techno, you're next. What do you got for us? Well, don't worry. Me and MG argue quite a bit in Patreon <laughs> chat. Oh no! It's civil. Oh, it's it's all civil. In good fun. It's civil. 
but um, on that faction front, uh, or I got a couple things, but we'll start with faction front. And I agree that um, if we, if you make it just weapons as a reward, people will just flock to the faction with the best weapons. That's why Dead Orbit was so popular in D1 was that hung jury. But I don't think we can go purely cosmetic because that will just like it won't incentivize people to care that much if it's just an ornament unless they deeply care about that faction and for most people it's just about the loot not really about the story or the faction they represent so mm -hmm. like faction rallies was a terrible horrible grind for me because i hit rank 50 each fact with each faction because i wanted those exotic ornaments they had there I still use that Eye of Another World exotic ornament on my Warlock to this day from the Dead Orbit faction rally back in Warmind. But I think there needs to be something else that's not really a cosmetic. Like faction rallies, they had the faction that won, they would get a special weapon, and that weapon was available to everybody, but the people that supported that faction got it dirt cheap. Yeah. And with the new loot hierarchy, I think we should get something not really in the same lane as a pinnacle maybe sort of mm -hmm. like a ritual where it's just a good rolled weapon mm -hmm. and each faction has something like that to pursue each season it's just that one weapon with the curated role comes fully masterworked and, and you can you still have your cosmetics and everything and you unlock uh -huh. ornaments like how you did for faction rallies and everything where it was completing challenges and doing stuff while aligned with that faction but i just think there needs to be something a little more near that end for the faction and and do you think each faction should have their own weapon or should it be as we've said the same weapon just it as you're saying it would be dope and a solid role maybe even curated but it would just it would be cosmetically different depending on who you go with or do you think each faction needs its own weapon i think it's it's a little tricky there because if each faction gets their own wep weapon like it'll some people are going to figure out which one's the best and then that's what everyone's going to go for and they're not really going to bother with the other care with the other weapons yeah because that's also what happened in the faction rallies in the early life cycle of d2 like people saw that gravity the gravity slingshot from dead orbit and dead orbit won by like 70 percent of all total players joining it because the weapon was just that good yeah, and that event I was I can hear Avenger saying metagaming because like we we brought that up a lot of times um, today. So I, if it's just if it's the same weapon across the board, I I don't think I can disagree with oh they get one weapon. There is a faction weapon you know that is good curated, and then you know if if they do a rally and one team wins, it would even look a little different. Maybe it gets some bling or an ornament or something. I. I think this I, is just, I think a healthy between the I think a competition between the factions would be a healthy thing but the way they implemented it in faction rallies wasn't really that good. Yeah, like, we all just we like all just switched teams every time like we went from yeah, one faction like, to the if next. It was like a seasonal long faction event so like players would just they would get their weapon on which faction they like and then they would just go to whichever faction they liked the most and play with that. So at the end of the season the faction weapon there would sort of work like uh remember that air apparent from guardian games mm -hmm. there's a little logo on it for the titan class because the titans just stomped everyone else yeah yeah i like that they did that um 
Yeah, I, I don't think I have a problem with it being like one weapon. I don't know if we want to go further than that. I don't. I I I, I think I know I what Avengers going to. One weapon's good enough. Just yeah. that one singular weapon is the same across it, but when you go to different factions, you get it with different cosmetics or maybe a little flourish or something on it. What do you What do you think, Avenger? I I already heard you saying you know what I was gonna say, and honestly, I wasn't even gonna bring up that point. I was the having it focused. So the way that I think you look at factions, I think is a lot different than people look at factions. I think it's an even split where you know I look at it as I've always been new monarchy. I joined Dead Orbit for the first time to get Hung Jury, and then I switched back to New Monarchy. And that's the reason why I did it, and I love the colors, I love the shaders, I love the ships, whatever it was, I love New Monarchy. I've been New Monarchy since the start of it. That I was being... too burned out to do New Monarchy for Faction Rally. I would already done like 40 hours of gameplay in the one Faction Rally. I was out, I quit. Exactly, and Faction Rally is a really bad implementation of um, how this could be talked about. Uh, but having the one weapon, I can understand you if it's across the board, straight for every single place. Like I can every, see- like every faction would have the same role, but it would just have different like cosmetics on it. So like let's take the Dire Promise for example, just because it's a great hand cannon, everyone loves it. It's Dead Orbit. Uh, let's say that there's a new monarchy and a Future War Cold version. They have the same exact stats. There's the same roles, all that. The only difference is. It looks there's different cosmetics on it. The color schemes are different. The Dead Orbit logo can be tra- changed for a future war cult or a new monarchy, but it's still the same weapon. It's just cosmetically different. All right. Yeah. How would you get the weapon then? That's that. That is my question. Would it be a quest? Would it be passive rank up? What? How would how would someone get obtain the weapon? That's the biggest question I have right now. I think it would be along the lines of seasonal pursuits. Like, uh, if you remember way back in D1, there were the exotic class items you got from the factions, where it was, you know, earn a bunch of packages with the faction, do a bunch of other things, and stuff like that. I think that would be a way to to implement it, but I think it should just be like a garnish pursuit weapon, like something that launches alongside something else that you can chase in the background or in your off time when you don't want to go that serious. I can see that, but I think this is this is going back to what Lono said. If we if we want to do that, if, you know, if they if they want to implement that, they need to polish out all the other vendors first. If these are secondary vendors. These are passive vendors. These are vendors on the side. I agree. With they that. need to add pursuit. If they're going to add pursuit weapons or a single pursuit weapon for across all the factions with different cosmetics, I want to see a pursuit weapon for Vanguard, Crucible, and Gambit first before I want to see the factions. And that's going back on you know where do we want the bandwidth spent and i know people make fun of me all the time because i say bandwidth a lot but that's that's the honest truth of it people expect so much and they they just don't have the bandwidth for it and i I would love that i would love a weapon you know a single weapon same roles just different cosmetics and then you could have that weapon no matter if it's good or not well i briefly spoke about this but that's why i said sort of as a garnish where the factions aren't the main attraction you do something else and the factions are just like yeah they're they're off there in the distance I feel like that's how Transmog should be too. Transmog shouldn't launch by itself. It should launch with something. Because if it's just Transmog, it'll be like what happened when there was just Trials. There were a lot of other problems with Trials, but nothing else really launched with it. It was it was standalone by itself. It's. I mean, it's need... Season of the Worthy. Come on, that's an amazing season. Let's not even go down that rabbit hole <laughs> right now. <laughs> Well, that, that that was a good discussion. I, 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 if they do bring it back, I, I, I think 
everybody's making some good uh, some good points and some good input on how they could do it, and obviously as well as like what priority. Um, where where it should land in a priority. So appreciate everybody who called in well, today. I got one last thing. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. It's um, just let me put like a dead orbit logo on like any weapon, like a sticker. If I support dead orbit or a new monarchy logo, so I can put like a new monarchy logo on my iClose shotgun. If I support new monarchy, or something like that. Yeah. Because then you don't really have to make weapons. It's just like slap a sticker on it like in Counter-Strike. Yeah, we said that they could do... You might not have been here earlier when we said it. They could literally do a shotgun ornament. And so you could put on any shotgun, you know? and um, Not really an ornament, just like a sticker. Just yeah, slap yeah, it right yeah. on. Yeah, something, something decorative. Apparently, uh, Bungie has tweeted, and Beyond Light has been delayed to November the 10th. Uh, yep. that's, that's a more significant delay than what Shadowkeep got a month delay, didn't it? And so this is now, that, that's a two month delay. Um, that's the day after my birthday. So thanks for the, the birthday present. Um, that'll obviously make the summer, uh, season and what we're doing now drag on a little bit. Um, so we'll see if they can maybe come up with something to do, uh, for September and October. Uh, obviously November 10th is, um, uh, well, we, we still have the Solstice of Heroes and the EAZ coming back, so... I don't know that's going to last for September and October. We'll see if they can come up with something. Oh, yeah, still a five-month season. That's, still... that's, a, that's a perfect time to bring back factions. Hey, it is! <laughs> We're just now talking about it. Yeah, that's right. Shadowkeep was two weeks. Oh, that's right. It pushed it out of the month of September and October, but... It was only two weeks. Yeah, you're right. So, well... This is like a whole two months, and... Yeah. But we already have some random rolled versions of faction weapons, so I don't know. Maybe they'll just turn back on factions or something. I don't know game development. It's probably about a month and a half. Wasn't September 22nd? Wasn't it September... Oh, no, that's End of Moments of Triumph. It was like... I thought... What what was the original launch date supposed to be? Like September the 12th or something? Yeah. Uh, The week after. It was... Let me check my calendar real quick. I have it on there. So, Moments of Triumph ended September 22nd, and I think Beyond Light came out 29th the week after. They did, like, a seven-day downtime. Oh, really? Well, I mean, that's a month and a half. Still, hopefully it means, you know, they can really bring some polish. I Obviously, this is more... This is likely related, to, you know, to the to COVID and, and not being able to work at full, at full steam. So, um... You know, we want to su- we want to support the decision to delay rather than push out something bad. And yeah. um, you know, we and, and we and we don't want to like go go don't go crazy on Twitter in the forums and be nasty and crass and mean. There's no reason to do that. It's 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 uh, companies don't relish in this, right? They're 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 probably not excited about having to delay. It's an it's a need, uh, not a want. And so we'll obviously just have to kind of take it. Clutchless, thanks so much for the brand new membership for the tier one. And thank you to Darksider and to Avenger and to Techno and to everybody who called in today. Uh, I'm forgetting the other... Who was the other call in today? I'm forgetting Painter. now. Who? N.A. Painter. Uh, Painter. Oh, N.A. Painter. Thank you, N.A. Painter. Thank you, everybody who called in. Appreciate you so, so much. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always support directly. Come to SayNoToRage.com. Click the Join button. If you're a VIP, you can do these call-ins. You can be a VIP on Patreon or YouTube, whichever is best for you. As always, we'll keep on streaming if you're here in the live audience, but if you're listening elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe.